I'm Jim Cameron, Jim Cameron Consulting, broadcasting from the Fountainhead, the home of Synergy Billing, and I'm your host for Volusia Matters. News, interviews, and matters that impact Volusia County directly or indirectly. Now let's get on with some news. Recently, First Step Shelter Exec Victoria Fallberg updated the Daytona Beach City Commission on their facility. When First Step initially opened, it served about 40 people or so, and now it's serving about 100. And it has three programs. First, it's health and housing program. Next, the Roseanne Tornator Safe Zone and their Eastern Volusia Outreach Team. Now, the Roseanne Tornator Safe Zone is an outdoor area open to homeless individuals needing only a secure place to sleep, no services. And since it opened in 2020, over 3,000 homeless individuals have spent the night there. The Eastern Volusia Outreach Team aims to enlist homeless individuals to see if they may be interested in availing themselves to the shelter services. First Step has operated about four years now, and the average age of people staying at the shelter is around 50 or so years old, and their average stay is about 60 days. It's uh, 60% men, 40% women, and nearly all residents have some type of a medical or psychiatric condition. Now, residents, they must acquire proper identification and create a health plan and proof of income and find work if they're eligible for housing. And Victoria Fallberg presented statistics showing since the shelter's inception, 544 of the over 1,000 people who've used the shelter have been housed. In addition to housing, First Step provides legal and job assistance transportation, and budgeting assistance. They're doing a fantastic job. And this just in from our Volusia Matters Washington Bureau. On first ballot this afternoon, U.S. House Republicans could not reach consensus on electing a House Speaker. Republican nominee Congressman Jim Jordan failed to win enough votes on the initial round after 20 Republicans voted against him. Jordan got 200 votes while House Minority Leader Democrat Hakeem Jeffries won 212. With only 221 Republicans in the House, Jordan or any other Republican speaker candidate could only afford to lose three votes given the party's narrow majority in Congress. Now, both Congressman Michael Waltz and Corey Mills voted yes for Jordan. However, two other members from Florida voted against Jordan. Now, it appears there's still a lot of negotiations taking place behind the scenes so Jordan and or whoever needs to acquire eh, 217 votes to
to become House Speaker. Now, until the House elects a Speaker, they cannot do any business. In other words, nothing to assist Israel or Ukraine or any other routine matters. Now, keep in mind, Congress will still have to address keeping the federal government funded by a November 17 deadline or face a government shutdown. And this is something that could still affect our nation's credit rating. Next item, Volusia County is accepting applications for nonprofit organizations interested in becoming a certified community housing development organization, or CHODOs for short. Now these entities are locally certified and focused on developing affordable housing. However, certification is necessary to become eligible for some home, H-O-M-E, investment partnership program opportunities seeking to expand the local supply of adequate and affordable housing. Home regulations require the county to set aside 15% of the annual allocation for these CHODOs. Now, a separate notice of availability will be released in the near future for county certified CHODOs to apply for proposed projects. However, CHODOs that become certified are not necessarily guaranteed home funding. Organizations interested in providing CHODO-related services to the county are asked to apply by Friday, November 17. And for more information or to request an application, call Dudley Joseph at 736-5955, extension 12211. And also today's agenda, County Council will take up two properties being recommended for acquisition by Volusia Forever Advisory Committee. These two properties include Lake George, 140 acres, and Lake Harney, 5,500 acres. Now proof in 2000, Volusia Forever was established to identify, acquire, and preserve environmentally sensitive water resource protection and other related properties. Also, the council will take up a recommendation from the Environmental Natural Resources Advisory Committee regarding the implementation of low impact development. And another item, uh, council will take up two appointments to the Housing Finance Authority, one reappointment to the West Volusia Tourism Advertising Authority, and three appointments to the County Code Enforcement Board. Next item, Volusia County Schools have announced Teacher of the Year nominees for the, each of the district's 70 public schools. Now these teachers, chosen by their peers, will compete for this year's Teacher of the Year. And the current Teacher of the Year is Vonda Morris, a probability and statistics 
teacher at Spruce Creek High School. And next year's banquet will take place January 21st. Next item, the Volusia Sheriff's Office is seeking college undergraduates because they are currently accepting applications for their spring 2024 internship program. If you know of anyone interested in this, they should go to www.volusiasheriff.gov slash careers and applications will be due November the 4th. And Volusia Sheriff's Office graduated its latest class of recruits on October the 12th. Congratulations. Next item, Daytona Beach Police Department will host a meet and greet event for citizens to meet the officers from the On Patrol Live program. And this will take place Thursday, October 19th, 6 to 8 p.m. at police headquarters and that's 129 Valor Boulevard, Daytona Beach. There'll be food, music, and raffles, question and answers, photo ops, and more. So for more information, go to the Daytona Beach Police Department website. I'm going to be there. Next item, City of Ormond Beach has launched an economic development dashboard on their website, a go-to resource for the business community partners, and site selectors looking for key demographic, workforce, and economic data regarding the city and the region. And uh, check out www.ormanbeach.org slash 1040 economic development dashboard. Also, I might add that Ormond City staff attended a business community discussion with the Volusia County School Superintendent, Dr. Carmen Bagabin, to identify ways that the business community can be that much more involved in education. Next item, State of Florida had a 2.7% unemployment rate in August with eh, 300,000 people qualified as unemployment from a labor force of 11.1 million individuals. Now, the U.S. Labor Department showed a slight increase in unemployment claims in Florida this past September, but now the national unemployment rate remained at 3.8% in September, and Florida's September rates will be announced October the 20th. And for some items that you may want to mark on your calendar, the Volusia Legislative Delegation Meeting, that's going to be next week, October the 24th, 3 to 6 p.m., the Land City Hall, and that's 120 South Florida Avenue, the Land. And for more information, contact Senator Tom Wright's office at 304-7630. You have a lot of individuals that come to this meeting, all the cities and business organizations and community agencies and such. This is something, if you're interested, I highly recommend it. Because again, I've been attending it for years. I'm going to be there. Also, don't forget Barracks of Hope, their grand opening ceremony 
That'll be Friday, November the 10th, 2 p.m., and that's 962 Derbyshire Road, Daytona Beach. And guest speaker will be Congressman Michael Waltz. And to RSVP, contact Rhonda Hodges at 299-3853. And again, uh, we said before, election season will be coming up sooner than you think. It's out there right now, virtually. So the Daytona Beach Chambers Candidate Boot Camp is going to be November 28th. And it's for anyone looking to run for office and wants to learn different aspects of campaigning. And speakers will include election supervisor Lisa Lewis and some of our more uh, known campaign managers around the county, as well as other elected officials. They'll be discussing as to what to look for when you're running for state, local, or congressional office. For more information, contact Nancy Kiefer at 255-0981. And I've attended this before, and it is very, very well put together. So I'm going to be attending this again. And next item, I wanted to announce our interview with Laurie Campbell Baker, the Executive Director for the Daytona Beach Convention and Visitors Bureau, the CVB. I've worked with Laurie for quite some time, and uh, she has been Executive Director at CVB since 2014. And before that, she worked with Daytona Beach News Journal and uh, also with Daytona International Speedway and International Speedway Corporation. Okay, today's guest, we have Executive Director for the Daytona Beach Convention and Visitors Bureau, or CVB as we call it, uh, Laurie Campbell Baker. So Laurie, we're sure glad to have you with us today. Thank you, Jim, for having me on today. I appreciate that. Okay, okay. Well, I know you're all busy down there though, and how many visitors did Daytona Beach area, this district, get uh, this last season, this last tourist season? So this past year, um, and we get our numbers year by year, um, we had about 10.6 million visitors to the area, wow. which um, for perspective, about half of them come to the area because of friends and family that are living here. So they may or may not stay with you. But um, our local residents are a huge driver in terms of the number of people that come to the Daytona Beach area. Okay, well, that's good. I mean, what are some of the main states or what are some of the areas that from the, you know, from the country that uh, we draw our visitors from? So you might know this, Jim, but a lot of people don't. What do you think our number one state is for visitation? Where do they come from? Number one. Georgia, Tennessee. Close. It's Florida. And if you okay. think about it, it makes perfect sense. So the last time we looked, it was about 38%, but usually about 38 to 40% of all of our visitors come from the state of Florida. Sounds like a lot, but if you think about it, most people were not born and raised here in Florida. They came from somewhere else, Alabama. So they are still in the process of exploring this amazing state. So it's pretty easy to get them to drive a few hours here or there. 
um, to explore somewhere completely different. And the beauty, I think, of the state of Florida is you literally can get in your car and drive two hours, four hours, six hours, and be in a completely different world. And so our goal is to show folks, you know, that Daytona Beach area is the place to be. So think in terms of, you know, the, the greatest uh, number come from within our state, which is great, but also the Southeastern United States, the Northeastern United States. There's a whole pocket of folks that come from Texas. Wow. Uh, about 4% of our visitation is from Canada. And then we also get visitation through the United Kingdom, mostly England, Germany, you know, so there's, there's a lot of folks coming for a lot of different reasons. A lot of what we do is in terms of meetings and conventions as well. And as you know, when you attend a conference in a different area, you might come for the conference, you might stay a few days, either before or after, and you might love the place so much like Daytona Beach, that you then bring your friends and family back for an additional vacation. So no matter why they're coming initially, we try to make sure to show them some of the amazing assets that we have here, because we do a really good job as a community of bringing those folks back to re-explore later. We get a lot of repeat visitors. You know, I've always heard that. I mean, we get it. We're we're really fantastic on repeat visitors, though. So I'm glad that. You know, you mentioned reasonings for reasons for coming to Daytona Beach area, and I'm hearing more and more about art festivals and and exhibits and such. Uh, and recently, here on South Beach Street, the uh, Lawn Gallery, a week or so ago, they held its grand opening in conjunction with that uh, southern portion of uh, Riverfront Esplanade. What are the possibilities of more visitors coming here to view art? Well, that is a really great point because we have an arts and culture scene that even some of our residents are not as well-versed on as they could be. Dave Castagnesi, who used to run um, the Volusia County Association for Responsible Development, VCARD, chairs the the Arts and Culture Committee for the Convention and Visitors Bureau. And as you know, Dave is very passionate about arts and culture. That committee um, puts together an arts map um, and it's countywide and it's free. We create it, it's free. You can get it in paper form, but um, I always recommend, you know, that the brochure gives a glimpse. The website tells you all the details and all the things that we couldn't fit onto the brochure. But I think people will be pleasantly surprised by the arts and culture that we have in the community. And because so many people are moving in new, you know, maybe they haven't had a chance to explore. You know, you, you tend to explore when you're getting ready to buy a house, you want to make sure it's the right community. And once you get there, you might be there five years, 10 years, 20 years, and maybe you're not exploring as much, but we're exploring every single week. So we are adding to our calendar of events, adding to our website. Um, and the Riverfront, Riverfront Esplanade opening was just the perfect example. So that's the southern end of the Esplanade. If you haven't, I know you were there because I saw you. 
But if you haven't had a chance and now the weather's perfect for it, just to walk that esplanade, it goes all the way from Main Street south to Orange Avenue, that whole Sweetheart Trail. Um, and the esplanade has uh, waterfalls and a lazy river, um, splash pads for the kids, this botanical garden. It's just stunning. It's beautiful. And the trees that are there are mature trees. They were brought in as mature trees. So this is not like a fledgling park. It looks like it's been there for a long time and it sits right on the Halifax River. It is absolutely gorgeous. So um, it's free, it's available, it's highly recommended. There's even a dog park in there that you can become a, a member of. It's just a treasure, it really is. You and I were at the Gallery Elan, which is relatively new in this area. It's right down there near Cinematique, near Orange Avenue. Yep. So in that same area is Cinematique, which shows um, foreign and independent films, like films that you're just not going to see anywhere else. But it's in this cozy, fun atmosphere. There's couches, there's studio chairs. You can order a drink, you can order a snack and sit with your friends and watch the big screen. So it's a very much a social thing. But as you know, we've added a lot of um, bars and restaurants and galleries down to that Beach Street area. With the new housing that's coming in, the apartments that are gonna be closer to Main Street, this area is just gonna be on fire. It's just thriving now, but I think in the next couple of years, you're just gonna see a constant influx of people just enjoying everything that it has to offer, offer all days of the week. You're so right. I mean, I, I'm getting that much more excited though. The more walking traffic we have down here, the better. And, and let me add that, at uh, Riverfront Esplanade, I'm excited about, you know, I mean, like last Christmas when they lit up the uh, the north section, though, with all the Christmas lights and everything. And then I took my grandsons down there. I mean, that is beautiful. So uh, looking they forward have to that. A, they have a whole series of um, holiday events coming up for this year as well. And so we will be promoting those um, to help them kind of get the word out. But yeah, they... You know, they've got an all-star lineup. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's going to be great. Well, if memory serves, now you got a busy weekend coming up this weekend. We have, some, we have some motorcycle enthusiasts in town already. So um, even as early as this past week, um, we saw some folks coming in. You know, the um, Teddy Morris is now the owner of the Harley-Davidson um, complex destination Daytona out at US 1 and 95. And they did an event this past weekend called Trike-toberfest. Okay. Um, and as you see a lot of uh, folks riding around town, you see a lot more of those three wheelers. Um, and so that's kind of a growing trend that Teddy Morris and, and his group are, are really um, tapping into. So that works nicely with our four-day event, which starts this Thursday. It hasn't even started yet. Um, Biketoberfest is a four-day motorcycle rally. People love to ask, well, how many people are coming? And I can give you pretend marketing numbers because it's not a ticketed event. We never actually know. Give us so pretend maybe, numbers. Okay, a million people. No. 
Um, we usually say about 100, 125,000, and we're totally making that up because I ride, I'm on a, a motorcycle today, but you might see me out on A1A and think I'm part of, you know, whatever that number is. We have a lot of locals who are motorcycle riders. And, and we don't necessarily say bikers because they're motorcycle enthusiasts. They may ride a Harley. They may ride a sport bike or an adventure bike. We're seeing a lot more women that are riding their own bikes. We're seeing a lot more diversity in age and demographic, which we're excited about because we want for the motorcycle enthusiasm to continue years down the road. So we're always like looking at what is that next generation? How do you get them excited about the Daytona Beach area and coming to a rally? Of course, the big rally is Bike Week in March and we love that. This is sort of Bike Week's little sister. Um, it's four days um, and it's, um, it's, it's not as big, but it's super important to our local businesses and our local residents who you know, find employment um, at a lot of these businesses. So we think in terms of what we're doing as economic impact in the community, positive economic impact. We know that Biketoberfest creates a lot of jobs and keeps a lot of businesses um, strong. We want them to be strong because when all the visitors are out of town or it's a non-peak season, we want those same restaurants and gift shops and galleries to be open for us as residents. I wish everybody the best on that down there at CVP this weekend. So yeah, looking forward to it. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about it. But uh, So we have a whole group, Jim, of um, volunteer ambassadors. Um, and this is something that your podcast listeners might be interested in. Okay. Um, we are actively recruiting ambassadors, tourism ambassadors, and we'll help you to learn even more about this great community that you live in. But there may be events like Biketoberfest where we could use your help in greeting people. We'll be doing some on-site surveys while we're out there. So um, if folks are interested in that, I would encourage them to uh, get a hold of the CBB and they can call me. I'm at 386-255. Uh, 0415 extension 120 or just email me at lcb at daytonabeach.com and I'll get you connected with our community outreach coordinator Sharon Harlow if you haven't met her you will love her immediately <laughs> she's so good and she and Brian Bentley are out there getting ambassadors and helping them to love on this community the way we do Okay, you heard her, folks. I mean, come on. We're going to need ambassadors this weekend, so please call LCB. We're good for this weekend, but because it's it's upon us right now, and we're yeah. already in, in the midst of training. But for future events, or just to know more about uh, what this community sure. has to offer, um, you know, we, we are always looking for folks to join us. So we do um, rendezvous. It's kind of something new where we might all meet up at... Uh, they had a rendezvous the other day at the um, Ormond Memorial Museum and Gardens. And we had uh, some folks come out there that had been in the area for quite a while, had never actually been to that museum. And it's just recently undergone a huge renovation. 
And the gardens next door, you know, free and open all the time. A lot of people weren't aware of that either. And of course, the, that facility is right across the street from um, the new Publix that's on right. Granada Boulevard Beachside. So, you know, you'll, you'll learn a lot. I always say if you want a crash course in this area, um, and it's not just the city of Daytona Beach. Of course, we love Daytona Beach and we brand under that name because people know Daytona Beach. But we uh, market the entire Halifax area which goes all the way up to the Flagler County line and all the way down to Ponce Inlet and out to the interstate and beyond. We also market assets throughout Volusia County because we just think that the county itself is such a treasure and you will be surprised at what this county has for you. Um, but yeah, you'll, you'll, find, um, you'll find lots of things on DaytonaBeach.com, including itineraries. You can map out where you wanna take your friends and family when they visit, we have a calendar of events. If you have an event, if you're putting on an event that might be tourism related, a festival, you know, um, gosh, music, culture, all sorts of things. We wanna hear about it. And we have a place on our website where you can just, it's a pull down menu and it says, submit an event. You can put in your pictures and your text and everything about your event and we will help you promote it and it costs you nothing. Our services are absolutely free. Well, you're doing a fantastic job down there. You always have. And so uh, just wanted to say thank you for being our guest today, LCB. Well, on behalf of the team that does this fantastic job, I want to say you're very welcome and thank you for having us on. And to finish up, I wanted to, again, rem remind everybody that the U.S. debt is over $33 trillion growing by the day, and that's over $250,000 per U.S. taxpayer. I look for a new podcast episode to be released next week, and the views expressed on this podcast may or may not necessarily express the opinions of Jim Cameron Consulting. And for more news, check out my newsletter, which is emailed the first week of every month. And if you're not receiving it, call me at 566-2140, and my $1,000 guarantee still stands. And in closing, I want to again just reiterate, reiterate my strong support uh, for Israel and Ukraine. I mean, both of these countries, I mean, had to endure, I mean, just some horrible attacks and all. And so I, I want to wish them both the best and hope that these conflicts get resolved quickly. This is Jim Cameron signing off saying God bless and roll tide.